We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. Welcome in, everybody, to the Backliners Podcast. We are back Agro and Bear joined for our first repeat guest in Polar Bear Mike. Uh, oh my God! Another milestone for. Well, I, you just keep you just keep racking them up at this point, huh? They're they're just getting too easy for you at this point. Um, look, we wanted to have someone from Ghost on to talk about the uh, to talk about the weekend. I'm gonna keep it real with you guys. If you don't know, uh, I've had COVID. I've been pretty sick. Have not been able to keep track of a lot of stuff. I barely remember watching playoffs at all. I need to actually go back and watch all of them. I watched them all live, but I had a fever and was pretty delirious. So I got to like go back and do all of it again, which sucks. But I figured that we could go through and um, just touch on each match real quick. Talk about some takeaways, whatnot. And then uh, before we go, we have a new hunter that was just uh, teased uh, in Danzaburo. And uh, wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that. that. Does that sound good to everybody? Is everyone okay with that? I want to, you know, I figure sometimes I like I, I grab the show by the reins a little too much. I want to make sure that everyone, like Mike, if you don't want to be here, you don't have to be here. You know, like you don't have to be. No, I, I prefer you to just kind of like take control and just lead me, you know? All right. Ooh. Okay, I can do that. Yeah. Well, then let's talk. Good day. Radiance PK. When we were talking about PK uh, coming into this playoff weekend, we had Ro on right before this, uh, right before playoffs went live. And Ro said that, I think he said this, maybe he said it or maybe it was then, I don't know, brain still off, but... Recently, someone told me on the record that they thought that you could tell how PK was going to play from game one that day, that they were either going to be super nuts all day long or they were going to be the easiest set win that you could ask for that day and they're, and they're off their game. It seemed like it was a little bit more of the latter. They came out looking pretty flat, I thought, against Radiance. Not to take credit away from Radiance, but I, I don't know what you saw, Mike, but... Um, that just did not look like a PK team that was going to come out guns a blazing. Yeah. So we actually, um, like the week before the tournament, we scrimmed PK, I think like three or four days in a row. And, uh, I thought they were playing really well on scrims. Like they seemed like they had a good idea of what they wanted to do. And I thought they were playing pretty like cleanly. Um, 
But yeah, like their game one, they just looked pretty flat. Like they weren't really doing anything proactive. Uh, I think some of their players just kind of AFK'd. And yeah, I guess just I never really thought of that, but it kind of is true. Like off their, I don't remember them losing a game one in a set and then like really like looking flat in that game one and then pulling it back ever. So that just might be true. Yeah, I think... I mean, obviously, everyone's going to talk about the Renegade set last year in the semifinals where they mm-hmm. went down 2-0. But I think this year, as a general rule, PK either looks really good. They could still lose a game one, but if it, it, it's all the eye test. So like, I just feel like I can tell how quick a PK set is going to be based on how they play their first game. It's just a different team, too, right? And they were pretty different. Yeah. Like, regular season to, like, Worlds last year, they were always, like, a lower level in the regular season or, like... You know, just anything not worlds in general. Right, right. And they turned it up there, but was not the case. Uh, it was not the case this time around. Barrow, did you see it the same way? I mean, that was obviously a set that you guys were going to have to pay attention to. I thought that PK was going to play way better than they did. And because the weeks leading up to it, I thought that they were playing kind of, I wouldn't say like, peaking but i feel like they were definitely going up a hill in terms of like skill and playing together well and i feel like they just played way worse than they should have and i think mainly a lot of their wins come from like scarcity popping off and like hard carrying laning phase and carrying that throughout the game and i feel like that did not happen at all against minji and i think that kind of the reverse happened uh where benji just kind of like popped off and i feel like if benji's popping off radiance just wins yeah benji just sometimes does that to teams still in 2020 he's still he's such a he's such a bad player dude he sucks. <laughs> you think I so name the three worst part of benji's game mike go ahead he's always good he's killing my back line and he's really mean to me those are the three <laughs> worst parts of, of his game all right. Well, there you have it. Uh, nothing you can do about that. Perfect um, analysis. Yeah, he, he just kind of does it too easy for Mike. Uh, Radiance, on the other hand, not only did Benji look really good, but I thought they looked a lot better. I think this set was a really good illustration of when... I, I just think the way that PK... The, the game plan they came up with, I think, was flawed. And that happens. Um, mm-hmm. That happens to good teams. It happens to bad teams. It's not, it's not an indicator of anything, I don't think. But it really puts you in a really awkward spot when you've been prepping for a best of five for a long period of time, and then you show up and your drafts just all feel crappy because you, they're not doing what you expect. How hard is it for, for you guys as players whenever that seems to be happening? Because I thought pick, PK's picks and bans that set were pretty un, uninspired for me. I didn't really understand a lot of the drafts that they were going for. And I feel like the execution of their drafts were wrong because they kept, like, drafting full dive, but they weren't diving as a cohesive unit. And when you di- when you draft, like, four divers and only three or two are, like, diving at the same time, you're never going to win a team fight because the other two people literally aren't doing anything or they're hitting front line. And I feel like that kept happening where they just weren't getting a lot of value out of the picks that they were drafting. And I feel like it wasn't even... Like, I feel like they were, like, half-decent drafts, like on paper but if you can't bring the draft into a playoff day at full potential you have no chance of winning that day or winning that game rather is it the right idea to abandon your game plan and just try and fill with a like go with a new one on the fly or do you have to stick to what you were you did and just hope that it starts to work mike do you have an opinion on that yeah i actually like i went to like go pull up their drafts or whatever because mm-hmm. I didn't remember them really and uh, like PK they went on like a hot streak towards the end of the split right I think they won like eight sets in a row or something crazy mm-hmm. they, they won like a ton um, and they were kind of playing the same style where they're basically like some version of a full dive comp with either like Paul on like Morgan or Set or they would have like Paul play Heim or Zap play Heim and the other one would play like a really aggro pick. So they were basically like solo backline. And I kind of think they maybe underestimated like, I think Radiance just banned Heim. And then it seemed like PK wasn't that flexible around like, they they had like a core idea they wanted to do. 
Mm-hmm. But in those games, like Zap just kind of looked useless to me. And I, I don't think he mm-hmm. played bad at all. But I just think like he's just in a really rough spot. Like if you try to play that style and you don't win the initial like engage, your ADC is just going to feel horrible, right? Because he's just playing 1v however many people decide to like go kill him. Mm-hmm. So it's just rough for Zap. I think that's set as well. Yeah, I really understand the on her pick. Like, if you're going full dive, then like, why are you picking on her? Because I feel like on her is like in the middle of the fight and kind of a backline fighter as well. I feel like he's not like, I would say like a Chernabog or whatever, like mm-hmm. a Rama, like someone that can help at any point of the fight. I, I just feel like he's, you're just going to get dove regardless. And maybe that's what they wanted was two people to go on Zap and they take like the three v four elsewhere or something. Yeah, like that's that. kind of what I mean, right? Like when you're Heim, you can kind of make that happen if you really want, or like maybe like Rama, mm-hmm. you can buy time or something. But like on her doesn't really do that at all. Like you want people to fight with you. I feel like, and yep. if they're not doing that, he's just gonna like be horrible. Like as a god, not Zap. But yeah, and that's <laughs> and that's <laughs> and that's usually PK strategy, yeah. right? Like they they kind of mm-hmm. let Zap be the bait and they let Paul hard carry fights for them. Um, yeah, so. Maybe that's just the they, they kind of got away from that identity with their god picks in this one, and that can explain why you come out looking a little flat. Of course, they could PK just have still a bad time. matchup too, honestly, because they yeah. was it three zero or three one versus three zero like last tournament with Radiant. So yeah, yeah, they met him twice and it didn't look that close. So unlucky, unlucky. Radiant seems to turn it up whenever it comes time for uh, for playoffs. At least that's been the case uh, in both of our playoffs this year. So I think it's pretty safe to say. Then it's on to the other uh, quarterfinal, which was Bears Renegades up against Sanguine. Usually, as is usually the storyline for you guys, Barra, everyone goes, "Well, they could win, but <laughs> like, no way. like I don't know. It, it's just kind of the way it goes." Uh, I thought that this matchup was going to be a lot of fun because I think Sanguine's duo lane is one of their strong points. I think your duo lane is your biggest strong point as a team. Um, and that it, it was it was volatile. I think that was the word that you used in the pregame interview uh, with yeah. Dolson Dolson Olson, uh, as you okay. think his name. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Before Did this, wait until I was drinking to do that. What the hell, man? Before this, we were talking about first names, and and Barra thought that. All right, dude. Dave's Dave Dolson Olson's first name might someone said what about naming a child Dolson and Barrow went is that his first name it isn't it's by the way it's not a bad name it's if not I a good name if I met someone on the street and they were like my name's Dolson I'd be like cool name bro I like it I would okay well, alright yeah. well I look I'm forward to little Dolson Salter running around one day um, <laughs> okay that name begs that name begs <laughs> the there you have it now that football is back in full swing, you might not be the game this year, but you can still be on the action at Bet Bet BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all your great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word bet online your online sportsbook experts and 2020 has reshaped how we work businesses across the globe are trying to be more efficient than ever so when every hire is critical indeed is here to help indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other site helping you find quality candidates quickly Indeed also gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring, and you only pay for what you need. You can pause your account anytime, and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria. You can contact them the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. visit Indeed each month, which is why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hiring. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. And now, let's get back to the podcast. So, you guys uh, went into that matchup. How uh, Were you guys feeling pretty confident? You felt like you went in with a pretty good game plan? Yeah, we kind of stuck with what we wanted to do. Um, we experimented a bit with the picks going into playoffs a bit, and we kind of found what we wanted to do in the style of draft that we wanted to do. 
I think we lost game one with the Aries, and I think we won the next three after that. And it was it was a weird set, but I didn't think we were going to lose the set while I was playing it. Like, it was just kind of like one of those days where you just feel, regardless of what happens, like you're just going to come out on top at the end. And I feel like we were playing better than they were. And, yeah, I just felt... I was just confident the whole time, like the entire set. I just felt like... Vin was really confident and calms with everything he was saying. And, like, when you have a teammate that confident in their calls and what they want to do in their decision-making, it just gives you so much confidence in your own plays and what you want to do. And so a lot of our team fights did have very cluttered, loud comms, but I I think I spoke, like, three words in team fights because there's, like, three people talking at once, just yelling. So... <laughs> When, when those fights are happening, you just feel like, you just feel confident that you're not going to lose. Yeah. I mean, Lazaro was popping off. Jake was doing what we expected and popping off. Mm-hmm. Though it, it continues to impress. I mean, people forget that this guy's a rookie, and every single game in that set was his biggest set he's ever, biggest game he's ever played in, right? They, mm-hmm. they continue to get yep. more and more important as the set goes on. So very, very impressed with Jake. Harry obviously played well. Ven played nuts, as you said. You were popping off um, the Hachiman pick, dude. You were just <laughs> slamming Hachiman game yeah. after game. Rama open? No, no. Hachiman is the call. I don't know how much you want to talk about that, but uh, I thought that was pretty noteworthy. Yeah, yeah I kind of played it seven games in a row. Yeah, you love that. And it just fit with what we wanted to do in team fights and what I wanted to do in lane. And... I, I'm i not going to say too much more because, you know, but I feel like yeah. the pick in those situations fit our identity as a team and how we wanted to play. That was a kind of a weird pick. It's not like the most meta pick or whatever. And I got roasted. One, <laughs> some Twitter smurf. This guy had like three tweets and he was like, you have no god pull. You should just retire. And I was like... <laughs> Well, that was me. So, sorry about that. <laughs> I didn't think you'd see it. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, just had to vent a little bit. <laughs> Why would he say that, man? I'm not going in. Like, if I don't get Hachi, I will literally lose this game. Like, there's nothing I can play here Agreed. besides Hachi. Dude, you should have quote retweeted it with that and just said, like, like with a video. Quote retweet it with a video and just, like, be really sad and just be like, Why would you say that to me, man? Like, that, that really hurt my feelings. I'm really just crying. Maybe fleet about it? I don't know. Is that oh, what the cool kids are doing these days? Have you fleeted be... yet, Barra? I know, Mike, you're a big fleeter now. I watch well, yours, though. I, I'm just going to fleet the gym so I don't spam my timeline. So that's all I do, but yeah. Uh, what is that? Okay. Barra is such a, like, <laughs> such like, a booter, okay. man. It's like, on, it's like on mobile Twitter only, I think. I, I think your phone has to like, update for yeah. it or something. I don't know what's going on, but it's just like, I guess like... Think Instagram they're like Instagram stories, stories, whatever they're called. Yeah, they're yeah. like they're oh. temporary stories that only last for a day. They aren't permanent. I don't understand why. I, Twitter's probably saying that like people they think people are leaving to go check people's Instagram stories. So if they can keep them on Twitter longer, it's better for them. But it is not an innovation in any way, and it just looks ugly. I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah, I've don't make it better. Yeah, they'll make it better, I guess. It's just one of those things where everybody's like, what's the point of this? I don't like it, but then people are going to use it anyway, so I'm just getting ahead of the curve. I'm just (laughs) going to use it, man. I'm just surrendering. I don't care. That is true, but would you rather have fleets be added to Twitter or have any sort of video quality whatsoever on an insanely large social media platform like Twitter? Would you like a working video player on Twitter? Because that's what I would like. That'd be weird, man. I don't know if I could handle that. Just I click a video and it just looks good. Man. Dude, how is it still so bad? They make <laughs> so much money. Like, what could they possibly be doing that isn't that? Private jets, yachts, right? Yeah, right. Like, who made the call and be like, yo, go make fleets a thing? And someone's like, it's like that meme, like, I think that we should fix our Twitter video quality. And just the person being, like, thrown out the window, like... Listen to that. Okay, sorry. It, it literally tilts me how bad Twitter video is because I spend I spend like five hours a day on Twitter. I have a serious addiction to it, and I just wish that the videos would work ever, ever. Okay, anyways. Um, That's a lot of time on Twitter. 
It, I, I'm addicted to it for sure. It's a very serious problem that I need to. This is an intervention, actually. So yeah. like, here. we're not even at a we're not even at a party house for the intervention, Mike. What's the point? <laughs> all Garfield, oh, all Garfield, baby. You already know. Uh, but oh, that's a good point, Bear. You have to watch. I think you should leave because it's going to really take our podcast to the next level. It's on Netflix. It's a sketch show. It's the funniest thing. It's like a two-hour investment. It's like you could do it tonight. Yeah, you could do it tonight. It's six 15-minute episodes. This goes for everyone who's watching or listening. It is literally the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Okay, you can't you can't keep okay. When you do this, go they're ahead. gonna watch it, and not every skit is for everyone. So he might have a couple right. skits in a row that he doesn't like, and then he's like, "Wow, this guy's an idiot." And then <laughs> I'm gonna be thinking, "No, you're an idiot, Ryan, because you're right. screwing us on this." It's a good no. show. You might enjoy it. Right, go ahead and take a peek. See what you think. It is. You set it up really high, though. You're yeah. has the funniest show look, I've. It is the funniest. Okay, Barry, you might you might not get all of it. That's the one thing I'm worried about. You know, you might oh. not like. It, you might ADC brain your way fleeting? through a couple of these episodes. Yeah, no, no fleeting involved. Don't worry that there is one sketch about an Instagram caption and that sketch bangs episode one, by the way, uh, I've literally watched the show at least 10 times. It has ruined my brain because it, it has affected the way I think and talk constantly. My wife hates it that I constantly just quote the show. <laughs> it's amazing. Again, I think you should leave on Netflix. Oh, Funniest show in existence. That's all there is to it. Anyways. I literally please DM me as you're watching it. I want okay. minute just updates. live tweet it. Just live tweet. Just live tweet it. Yeah, that's a <laughs> good idea. Good. That'd be good yeah. stuff. Or we'll okay. create a group chat for it. It's gonna be great. Anyways, uh, oh, I wanted to say, Barry, before we move on from this set, I thought it was so funny how excited you must have been to actually have an Aries player on your team instead of oh Aries God. against you because of your notorious dude, hate for that guy. Dude, Jake owned. Jake owned so hard that game, man. He was popping <laughs> yeah, off. He was. He, was, he wasn't he was even like the reason we lost. I just don't think we went back to the pick, right? I don't think we yeah. picked the rest of the set. Like, yeah. his Aries is so good, but he himself thought it was bad because, like, my man would miss, like, one chain and then be like, oh, man, I can't play this anymore. I'm like, dog, we... Everyone on this team misses so many abilities. Like, you can miss a chain. It'll be okay. And Not Jake, like, no. Like, he's... I don't know. His mechanics and the way he positions, like, he just makes those characters look so good. And same thing with Ymir. Like, his Ymir yeah. is... God, it is so easy to play with when, like, he literally just walls and gets two blinks, like... Oh, that just it literally just puts a smile on my face every time I see old, like one of those Ymir walls. Like, oh, sorry, he's Bear's feeling me. all warm and fuzzy inside right he's now. He's so good, man. Thinking about good. thinking about Jake's Ymir walls. All right, so then Mike, you guys get the choice. You watched both these sets. You guys get the choice of who you want to play against on Saturday. Was it an easy decision for you guys? You choosing the Renegades? Um, we were just never gonna pick Radiant because for us, like the. The only way the tournament could go bad for us, because we just wanted a buy into semis at Worlds, the only way it could go bad is if Radiance finished second and anybody but us was in the finals. Because then, like, the the team who won would get first seed and then Radiance would, like, overlap or they would overtake us in points. So, uh, just like mathematically, we were never going to pick them. So, it was just by default that we were going to pick, like, Renegades or Sanguine, whoever won that set. Did uh, you... A, a little unlucky for you, Barra, in that instance, but... Well, you, we, we assumed it honestly like we went into it i don't even think we prepped at all to like face ssg like we were just 100 percent sure that we were going to face ghost mm. <clears throat> we talked beforehand about how you and roe felt like play style wise you don't have a, as much of a disadvantage against ghost to get a, as much mm -hmm. as a team like ssg might which has been a big talking point for that matchup as of late but Obviously, that uh, the matchup on Saturday did not go as uh, as well for you guys as you had uh, expected. What do you remember yeah, from that set? I think if we played SSG, we would have won. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were playing I, well coming in. Yeah, I don't think SSG <clears throat> played well at all. Like, for whatever reason, they did not show up that day. And for game one, we knew what Ghost was going to pick into the Emoja. And we thought it would just go a little better. <laughs> but unfortunately, uh, it was like a 10K deficit at like 20 minutes. And then after that, we were like, you know what? Maybe we don't go to this again. 
And then game two, I don't even remember our drafts game two, but that was like the oboe steel game, which I'm pretty sure if we got that fire, we would just win the game. And then game three was the Knox Hell, which was... We never really experienced that before. It was kind of a weird thing to play against. And it was... We kept trying to dive the hell kind of on cooldown, and it wasn't working. And our team comp did not kill frontline. So our only play was to all in the hell, and we kind of all in the hell like 40 times, and we did not kill him, I don't think. So game three was kind of a little little rough one for the boys, I think. So you're saying that Nox's kit is kind of busted? Okay, Okay, the Nox one buff for allowing it to go through walls and hit minions is a massive buff and makes that god so good in support. And has a OP kit. Okay, the root going through the wall completely <laughs> changes how you can play that character. We we okay. I have but a story the, about that. The okay. tools are OP. Okay. It okay. <laughs> this has been a long debate. This has been a long debate here, Mike. She's not. She's not OP at all. Okay. Here, here's what happened. Well, she is. We the patch went through, and all the patch notes said was that her one was going to do damage to minions. That's all it said, okay? Mm-hmm. And then we found out, like, a, I think on Monday or Tuesday before the tournament that the one was going through walls. So we messaged Ajax and Kabam, and we're like, yo, is this intended? If it's not, she should be comp banned because it's not the patch notes. And we were literally trying to get her comp mm-hmm. banned. And then they're like, no, nah, we're cool with it. Like, let's just vibe with it, you know? Like, let's see what happens, you know? Yeah. We're chilling. Wait, so, it wasn't intentional? It, it was it not intentional, yeah. but now <laughs> they they are cool with it and leaving. Yeah, yeah so they left what? it. They, they left it. AJ tweeted about it. it. Yeah, they left it. Didn't comp ban it. So I'm like, okay, I've already warmed up everything else I want to play for this tournament. So a day against PK and scrims, I just played it every game for fun, literally for fun, just to see like how it felt. I'm like, I guess I could play it. So like game three against you guys, we were just like up 2-0 so i'm like yeah i'll try it like why not it was like fine i don't think it like hard carried or anything but it, it was like fine and i'm like yeah that's kind of chill it goes through walls like that's sick man that's really fun <laughs> yeah. it's just so lame man i hate i hate that god so much any frontliner is always gonna be that god i hate her yep. yeah not fun to play against as a frontliner but mike you um i'm glad you decided to come on because this is this is also an intervention um for for you and for me apparently mm-hmm. uh you admitted to playing Knox in arena in order to get ready for this. Yo, my what? mom's calling me. I got to head up. <laughs> Listen, Mama Heist will understand. I'll text her. Uh, it'll be fine. Um, <laughs> that is messed up, man. You know that's not okay. Okay, so you see what had happened was uh, I needed to warm up uh-huh. for our games. I'm like, well, I mean, I could just, you know, this is the god that I might. I'm like shakiest on because I haven't played her that much. I guess I'll just play her and like I'm not going to queue ranked. So, like, mm-hmm. I guess I have to play Arena. Mm. Mm. That's just how it goes. That's, That's where you lose it, man. Why do, Why yeah. weren't you queuing up for Clash? Okay, no one should queue for Clash. Someone behind me? or I, I don't know if you're talking to me. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, not queuing Clash, bro. All right, what about Siege? I would have I sieged, but it was like a five-minute queue, and Arena was like a minute. So, mm. yeah, did you Did you let everyone on the enemy team know so they could pick <laughs> Geb and Chiron beforehand? Well, I don't think that's possible. Also, I would like to add, I did play a Nox Siege game as well the night before. So I better, you know, yeah, it was my preferred option. Okay. If that makes you feel any better. It doesn't because at the end of the day, you locked in Nox and Arena. And Mike, you and I together have really focused and spam taunted so many Nox Arena players, man. Yeah, and I'll continue to do so. But you're one of them. I wouldn't say that. But, okay. All right. Listen, I'm doing it. I rest to, my case. I rest I'm, my doing case. It to, I'm doing it to win a tournament. They're doing it because they're morally corrupt people who deserve to uh, perish upon this game. And I wish they would uninstall. So I will continue to do what I do in Arena to Nox players. That's all. Wow. Yep. You just flexed your money like and, that. And well, no, that's not what I was. That's not wow, what I was. That's this not what guy. Wow, All so right. toxic. I make that more was... than your dad. <laughs> I can't as much as you. I don't think that would have helped. <laughs> that's also, and I think you should leave reference. Another reason you have to watch it. That's right. One of the one yeah, another sure. great sketch. A banger, banger sketch for sure. <laughs> we just love it. Um, 
So that set obviously goes very well for you guys. I do want to touch on this SSG set. You said that you just think they played really poorly, Barra. Do, yep. you, do you see the same way, Mike? Do you think it was more SSG coming out not looking like themselves um, versus Radiance performing above what we expected? We thought Radiance was going to win, but I expe- I thought that set was going to go five games either way. It's kind of what I was expecting. I thought they'd be a little bit closer. I think Radiance generally like has a pretty good matchup into them, just player-wise. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like... There were just some really questionable plays by all of them. I don't know if they just weren't comfortable with, like, the drafts they were playing into, like, if they weren't prepped for how Radiance was playing or what the deal was. I don't know, like, who they were scrimming before the tournament or anything. But, uh, yeah, they just didn't look like the team they were in the regular split. I don't know why exactly. Maybe they just, like, got off to worse starts against Radiance than they normally do. I'm not really sure. But, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they definitely didn't play their best, I think. Definitely not. I think that is fair to say. I, I, I don't look. I don't think SSG came out and, and laid an egg. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't mm-hmm. a, a total. They weren't horrible. They yeah, they weren't like, horrible. I think the first two games are horrible. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, early, they. I think you're right. I don't know. There was a fight in one of the games. I think Dardes was Morgan, and they had like a Gold Fury fight. And I think they, like, actually won it. Maybe they, like, three for two or something. But I feel like normally SSG gets to that point of the game, and if they win a fight like that, they, like, kind of slowly, like, get control of the game. And then they're, like, feeling pretty comfortable. Mm-hmm. But it, it just didn't seem like that ever happened. Like, they were always, like, reacting to what Radiance was doing. I never feel like they, like, were controlling the map. Even when they – I think they had moments they were ahead, and it still didn't happen. Yeah, they just never really got a chance to to do the SSG 0 to 60 sort of uh, map control that they're usually very good at. And that led us to uh, a Wait, real quick. Yeah, go for it. The all the games that Radiance won, they had Discordia and Benji popped off. Mm. And the game they lost, they didn't have Discordia. Disco OP. And I think that Disco just enables that team to play through solo if they want to play through solo. And then in the finals which we're getting to. Mm-hmm. They didn't do it. <clears throat> they didn't do it. They decided not to. Maybe it was because of what you guys were picking, Mike, but you didn't. I don't think you, you – yeah, no Discordias at all, right, in that set? Yep. Yeah, well, I mean, I know why. I just don't know if I should say it. I mean, but, you guys both have buys, so you can – but, yeah, I understand. Well, it, it, was, it, was just the, it was just the way the drafts went. Like, if you look at the bands SSG did versus them and the bands we did um, – and I think specifically just the way like a couple roles play are pretty different, right? Like mm-hmm. the way I play compared to Raffer is very different. So like just the, the way the drafts go because of like a few minor things like that. Um, I think Big Man just preferred like different gods. I mean, for the record, I think if he played Disco, I would have ran it down at him. So Disco I don't know is vulnerable to that, to say the least. Well, you guys yeah. played like anti-dive each game, right? Um... Like, I just looked at it like, from your picks and the way yeah, you guys were team fighting, like, late game. You played Kepri yeah, well, that, game one, I mean. Nox game two, and Nox again game three. Well, that's kind of what I mean, right? Like, the draft started to, like... Like, the drafts kind of funneled themselves into a way where, like, mm-hmm. both teams could kind of tell what they were going to do. But, like, for example, like, they picked Cupid first all three games, right? If any of those games they switched it up, we would have, like, also had, mm-hmm. like, different responses, right? So, like... It just kind of depended the way the drafts were going to go. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, we weren't, like, hard stuck into playing that way, and I'm sure they weren't hard stuck into, like, playing the way they played either, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think it's, like, a comfort for them to do what they did versus SSG, but I don't – I'd be really surprised if they were, like, in scrims and they were like, yeah, this is, like, our, like, number one strat. We want to do this every game and, like, only go to Benji's lane, you know? Like, that, that's, mm-hmm. that team, like – Aurora Cyclone historically are very like Cyclone dominant teams. I feel like like the amount of farm he I'm sure you know as an ADC like yep. the amount of farm that man solos and just walked <laughs> over to his lane with a little 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 red buff Cupid running down the lane. You know? Yeah, mm. he they they still play through him a good bit. So I don't think they wanted to like I don't think they wanted to force themselves into that strat and like only do that against us. I am surprised, looking back over these drafts, Sunday in particular, I was really out of it, so I, I, I watched these games, but remember very little. I do remember thinking that it was pretty insane that Final K got set three games in a row. Um, if only, I mean, Fine was obviously playing so well, but it, it wasn't going to be God exclusive. You can just tell that, that, he, was, that he was hot, 
But for my money, I just think Seth is the best character in Smite right now. Uh, I think he just does so much. And I was surprised to see you guys get it three games in a row. Were you surprised, Mike, during those drafts? Mm, not really. Like, I think Benji actually played really well into him in the lane. I think game one, actually, Alec had a really, like, rough lane state. Not because I think he, like, I, I don't think he played it poorly. I just think, like, the way the matchup was, I think Guan had, like, pressure on him for a little bit. Um, I think Kennet played at that side of the map pretty hard. So, like, I think if you, if I was Benji, I don't think I would have been that worried about it. It kind of depends how their backline preferred to play. Like, the last set of the regular season, we played each other, and they ran, like, set ADC. And I don't, like, I'm sure both teams were saving stuff because it, like, didn't matter for seeding at that point. But right. uh, maybe they, like, used that as a test game and they didn't, like, you know, the way a certain thing felt for their comp or how that game felt. I don't, like, you'd have to ask them, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, uh it just seemed like they didn't want to first pick it. And I, I think it was just fine. Like, I, I don't think their comps were really that bad into it. Like, I think game one, for example, their relic decisions, I think, were really, really awful. I think that mattered way more than, like, the set, for example. Like, I, I think Alec played really well, but I think he could have done similar things on other gods as well. Yeah, no beads for uh, for Kenneth game one. He went Sunder Blink. No beads for anybody except for Big Man and Cyclone, which is fairly uncommon these days. I feel like we... Well, I just think it's like kind of... It's just troll they didn't get like a shell and it's troll they have Benji get the Phantom because I think you're you're, you're doing two very conflicting things there. Like when you're playing... This isn't even like secret information, so I don't really feel bad like going into it. But like you're playing a Kuzumbo. Obviously, Kuzumbo wants to dive, right? Like you're not trying to play backline peel Kuzumbo. So Aurora's going to go like Thorns. He doesn't want to go Phantom. Aurora also doesn't want to dive alone. He wants either Kennet or and or Benji to help him. So if you want to play like triple dive with your support, you don't want those guys having to sit back with a phantom. So in my opinion, either like either you have to not care about the Odin cage or the backliners need to get like phantom plus shell and not get two Aegises. Because I, I don't know what they were really planning to Aegis. Like there's not really a lot of damage on our comp that you like need to Aegis unless they get hit by a Kraken. And if you're getting hit by a Kraken, like backline v backline, you lost anyways. So, yep. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I th- dude, upgraded Phantom is also, like, just good. It, it gives you pretty good stats for damage mitigation, so I don't even think it would have felt that bad to have to go the vast majority of the time. Um, I think that does make some sense. Chad is uh, Chad is taking some exception to me saying I think Set is the best character in Smite right now. I won't make you guys necessarily agree or disagree, but, but a couple people brought up Yamoja. Do you are you willing to say if you think Set or Yamoja is a better character? Because I think it's really not even that close. I think their peaks are around the same, and depends on the game that Yamoja is given whether she can pop off or not. Mm. <laughs> Sometimes the Fender was Sunder, and uh, yeah. Um, I think there are multiple ways to counter Set, and as PBM was saying, they just didn't do them. And yeah. I I was watching these games back today and kind of really going into detail and what PBM said about Benji getting Phantom is like spot on because a lot of their team fights, Benji is like awkwardly in the middle of not diving all the way or trying to Phantom the backline and like if you have a Kuzumbo, you just have to dive together. You have to dive together, you have to kill the carries and if you're not doing that, Kuzumbo is a bad pick in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And them having double Aegis. I didn't think about them getting a shell, but... It's not, like, like the normal thing for... I'm not a backliner, so I don't really know, right? But, like, I feel like that's what I would see most people do, right? Like, against the set, like... Mm -hmm. Because you so have much to kill him, better. like yeah, like, like if he sits on you and he stacks his like all, you're you're just or his like clones, you're just dead. Like it doesn't matter if you aegis yep. a little bit of it. I think people were doing that a lot before, and I think against jungle set they do it a lot. I don't know. I feel like I haven't played against like solo set and so yeah, long. maybe it's different when he's tankier. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I, but yeah, shell is definitely op in a set. Um, but I was just saying that one of them needed a phantom on raw or cupid, and that they needed their way to get out of the cage. Mm-hmm like that way and because also dude they just didn't upgrade their relics they didn't upgrade their thorns and watching that back today i was like so confused as to why you're diving into a pythag's lifestyle boots poseidon and then uh pcat built double lifesteal he built devos and aussie 
and they just weren't upgrading their thorns into it. It just doesn't make Max sense. I think Max was like seven that game, wasn't he? He just did whatever he wanted. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Yeah. He was literally free casting the entire game, just like because their dive is just uncoordinated, and when you have a Rama Kepri backline, and you have an uncoordinated dive, like there's nothing that is going to threaten him at all in team fights, like. You also built Spear of the Magus. <laughs> you know I'm you know I'm getting that. Of course I'm buying that. And Listen, I, man. Sometimes you just gotta sprinkle a bit of damage in there. You know what I mean? I will I say, say it was okay. Gem Kepri is so annoying to play against, dude. If you get hit by a Kepri 2 ever when he has gem, it is so annoying. Dude, I forgot about it until we played Renegades. I think it was our game too, and I was like, Yeah, I don't know what to buy. Like they're not they can't kill me or they're not gonna kill me. I'm just kind of mm-hmm. vibing and I'm like I could go East staff and I'm like, wait, hold on a second. Yes, sir. I'm just going to slow him. This Dude. is crazy. It is broken. It actually is, and I'm not kidding. Yeah. Third I item. Mean, it used to happen a lot in, well, last year as well, but Gem got uh, nerfed, and then mm-hmm. people stopped buying it as much, but on, like, Ares and Kepri, it was, like, super common to buy it as, like, a luxury support item for sure. Yeah. Man, Gem used to be so core on so many mages, and now it's just, like, mm-hmm. dead. Unlucky. It's still fine on like dot characters. It's just way worse on yeah. Yeah. When Poseidon's not building gem, you know that item sucks. That's all I'm saying. You know, if if Poseidon can't make it work, then for mages at least, it it is clearly uh, not very. Yeah, yeah. Um, To be fair, I think part of that's they also have a lot of OP items now. So. Well, in some ways, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I'd go that far. Mike, obviously, I mean, you guys came in expecting to to make it to the semifinals. You do that. You also secure the number one seed. How important? Let's say, let's say you kind of get to the same spot. You're up against ratings in the finals. You lose either a close set. You get blown out. Whatever. Do you think that you're more you're you're in a better spot by winning? It seems like a really dumb question, but I think that it is. It, I'm curious as to how important winning this set really was to you guys. Hmm it's more like pride and money more than anything i think like when to be honest i just value radiance like pretty highly in terms of like how good i think they are as a team i think they play up really like well in tournaments i think they've like shown that obviously mm-hmm. um i also just have a lot of like respect for aurora as a player so there's like a lot of reasons i think that team is pretty good and once we knew we were on like opposite side of the bracket like I, like, know the brackets now, but we weren't really thinking of it. Like, I mean, I would certainly never intentionally lose or anything like that or, like, just, you know, troll pick. I would never, ever do that. But, like, I don't think it really mattered. Like, in my opinion, whenever you go to Worlds, like, you have to play... You have to play in a way where, like, if you're winning the tournament, you have to be able to beat everyone. So I don't think it really matters a ton. Uh, I think for us, it was just, like, pride and money, like I said. Well, you get both, at the very least. You, you end up as the, uh, as the number one overall seed, which, um, which I'm sure will not be cursed this year. Like, no way it's cursed. Okay everyone, right? says, okay, everyone says that, but, like, what does that even mean, man? Like, when we won in Season 4, we were the highest seed we could have been. The EU happened to be seeded over NA, but, like, it, it doesn't mean anything. Like, you're just, you're, like... You go into Worlds, you have a 1-8 shot in winning. Like, there's a lot of good teams. Like, last year, like, any of the eight teams could have had, except for maybe PK, because they had, like, that roster situation. But even then, they played pretty well versus Dig. Like, any any team could win if they have a good tournament. It Like, you're just, you know, it's luck of the draw. Like, let's just throw some darts, you know? Oh. Who cares? So it doesn't matter at all. <laughs> oh, all right, cool. Well, then, uh, yeah. this world exactly. is going to be real fast at the very least, which is good for my throat at the very least. Um, all right, we're, wow, we, we, what do you know? We bring Mike on and we talk a whole bunch and, and we use a lot of time. I got, we got to talk about the new hunter, uh, Dan Zaburo, who, who was just revealed earlier on this week. Um, Bear, have you gotten a chance to PTS him at all? Mike, I mean, I'm sure that it's a hunter, so who cares for you? I'm assuming you have not played him. He looks really cool, but yeah, I haven't played him. Fair enough. I've, I watched Steve play him, and I mean, Steve can play anything and make it look good. Oh, yeah. So I, <laughs> so I don't know. But in actuality, I think he's a pretty good hunter. I'll have to play him in like scrims or in a competitive environment because you can literally play anything in ranked and have a good go get or like PTS. Yeah. And I think his kit on paper is kind of cute, it's kind of cool, but. I mean, his ult, I just feel like if you get ganked in a competitive setting, you're just dead. Bro. Can you not use it? Do you have to fire it at somebody? 
No, so so there's there's two different versions of the alt. You can either just shoot it at someone, or you can and it like ride, auto locks, right? Right, and auto locks, mm-hmm. or yeah. you can ride it. You become the rocket, and you don't have to hit anybody. No, it's free. It's freehand. You can kind of go wherever you want, um, but it takes a while to warm up, and the hitbox mm-hmm. is really big. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's just like really easy to body block. It is so. It takes him so long to get on top of it. Like I was playing. I play tested a bunch this last week for for season eight and everything like that, which is really exciting. And we played. I played against Anzaburo a whole lot, and I was playing Susano one game, and I just threed him. And then as soon as he got onto his like started channeling his ult, all I had to do was wait until he was starting to move, and then I press three again, and I'd insta cancel it because I'd I'd eat the hit. I mean, I take a bunch of damage and I get stunned, but like then the dude's just dead every time. Mm. I feel like it's a character. He might be better in mid, just because he is so. Mm. There is no hunter that is easier to gank. None. <laughs> there isn't. He is just like AMC. At least I have to be worried about him like killing me. I just don't think mm-hmm. that Danzaburo has the same burst that AMC does. But my like, if you get ahead on that character, there is no counterplay. Like, because he just hops on his rocket and he can go the whole lane basically, and you take half of your health from the ult, and then he's melee range against you, and you're dead. Like that's yeah, all there is I, to I it. love. I love how goofy he is. I actually love him. Yeah, he this is fun. Really good. He is fun to play. I will say. Uh, he really clicked for me whenever I had uh, whenever I played him a couple times. I was hard feeding the first few times. Right. He's really like an area denial type of hunter. Like the the little intoxicates and the little taunt. Like they are so annoying if he's say like invading your purple and you're trying to walk in from lane. Like you just can't walk through that damage. Um, and I think that's where he's really good. So I'm excited to see him. Um, I don't know if he's available for worlds, but he isn't. Yeah, I don't know. I think people have, like some people have been asking or like lobbying for it. I, yeah, I don't know what the deal is. You guys uh, got a stance? You think he should be allowed at worlds? I've heard he wasn't. Unless I was lied to. Uh, I I don't know. I haven't gotten like an email or anything about it. Like uh-huh. normally they would send it out, but I don't know. I kind of think he. I'm like fine with it either way. I kind of think he shouldn't be because that's been like the precedent that's been set. Like. I kind of think making exceptions to, like, the competitive rules is maybe a little lame because, like, normally it's, like, a couple weeks after they're available on ranked or, like, whatever it is. And uh, I think by that timeline, he wouldn't be available. And it's just, like, regardless of, like, how good the character is, I think it's just, like, like new characters come in and they could have, like, it takes a while to test all the interactions and go through all the bugs, right? Yeah. Like, you just never know. And for me, that's, like, the bigger part. Yeah, I was going to bring up Loki wasn't played at all. I thought there was going to be at yeah. least one Loki game this or in playoffs. We didn't see any. I was surprised. We, uh, us as a casting team, you know, we talked about it beforehand. I thought we'd see him for sure. Um, it was a pretty quick weekend, though. Not a, I mean, it was a lot yeah. of three O's, a lot of you know, a couple three ones here and there. I think maybe if we got into some game five scenarios, we could have seen. I think there were literally only two extra games, right? It was you guys were Sanguine and Radiance versus SSG. Yes, I yep. think. Yeah. yeah. So, dude. Well, and the weekend still yeah. fell long. Has Best there ever five, been a tournament so. like that? I don't know if there's ever been a tournament like that. I don't know. It's just, that's kind of crazy. Know. Like, mentals are weaker now, or momentum <laughs> means more Bro, now. Are, like, just look at the bottom right of your screen and look at the year it says on the calendar. Like, mentals are shattered, bro. Like, what do you mean? Like, my mental is shattered. I'm not even doing anything today. I'm gone. Like, I am out of here, man. Just nothing you can do about that. Nothing. Yeah. I feel like if you lose the first game and, like, your game two is kind of shaking, you lose the game three is just going to be a wash. Like, it yes. doesn't matter. And surprisingly, SSG, like, won their game three against uh, Radiance. And um, that was shocking. I thought they were going to win the game four and, like, carry it on. But, like, the mental, mm-hmm. like, just too weak. It's just hard, dude. <laughs> it's just, it's really hard out there. Um, Oh, I was going to say, yeah, real tough. Uh, Best of three versus best of five. After these last two playoff events, I've thought to myself, man, I am so glad we do best of three during regular season. I am so glad. Really? You guys like it that much more? Yes, dude. For my my mental. Bro, I would rather play one best of five every weekend than play two best of threes any day of the week. I'd rather that all the time, man. 
Yeah, but you didn't play that dude, many two best of three. This split was so bad, man. It was so bad. It was a triple round robin. There was very triple round robin. The best of threes. Why, man? Why? Oh, you okay? No, I'm not okay. No, I went back to our bods. Okay, I wanted to find something. It was like a highlight from like one of our first sets or something. I want like we were just talking about random plays about the split. It was in July. <laughs> it was July to November. What is that? Oh my god, dude! I'm gonna need to go to therapy for this. Like it's ridiculous. I, I, it's I say ridiculous. to everybody, everyone should go to therapy. It's just good for you. It, oh my god! Maybe this is the, the beginning of a good thing for and you. And it Mike. seems like you're making sure of it with this format. Yeah, it's all I, your fault. listen, I'm doing it, and that's all there is to it. I think it's so interesting, by the way, that League of Legends, obviously, like the biggest MOBA esport. They, their regular season games are one game. It's just... Well, they, they've changed their format a lot, to be fair. Like, they what they've done. Their current format is one game, is their regular season. Would you guys... I feel like I wouldn't like that. That's that's too much. No, they. I'm pretty sure they did that for, like, broadcast reasons. Uh because well, they have like more teams or like more leagues, right? In general, like they have a lot. They of do, but they're all separate. Teams. They're all separate. I don't. Th- I don't. I don't think that that's a main reason. Maybe it is, but um. Well, no, I'm, I'm not saying in that way. I'm just saying like, if they want to do like double round robin, and they also they're like pretty constricted. I think on their broadcast hours a little bit because they try not to overlap it a ton. Like the Correct. European league plays like. I think two different days in the NA league or whatever. I, I don't know. Yes. I'm just saying it's just it's just different. I think. It is, but it's kind of similar. I don't know. Like, I just think it's crazy they do one game. I don't know. I'm pretty sure the pros dislike the one game thing generally. Like, I'm pretty sure that's the consensus of a lot of them. Like, in their, they do like their like behind the scenes videos and stuff. And like when they first did that change, I'm I'm pretty sure a lot of them like hate it because it's also like, it's also really bad carryover or prep for a tournament, which yeah. I I do think matters. Like, I, I think. My only like big complaint with formats the past couple of years, I thought it was so lame to play best of fives last year in the regular season, and then to have a best of three in the first round of a tournament just made no sense. Like, yeah, I, I think like how it translates to tournaments, I think should be like pretty important. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that makes sense. And having like worlds be all best of fives or playoffs be all best of fives makes a ton of sense to me. Um, yeah. It makes it feel more special that it's not a best three anymore, and that's another reason why I, I like best I, I was happy with this year's format, except for the triple round robin. Well, there you go. That's only one thing. Easy enough. You know, there was lots of things that you could have not liked, but only not liking one. We no, feel... I, got, I got a Google Doc. I could, I could no, no, Mike. That's that's not necessary. Um, guys, I uh, for for the random question, which we the soon to be sponsored TM. I don't know if that's true at all, but I just like putting pressure on the prediction esports guys and messing with them. Um, obviously, this week uh, I had to get a ton of food. We got a ton of food ordered um, mm-hmm. on you know the the food ordering apps right and it's really hard to get the right thing from something like uber eats because let's look at it this way i love French you like fries. Your mind of what you want not only what? making up your mind but then normally i would i'm like man i'm in the mood for french fries here but look french fries just don't travel well you know what nope. i mean they just don't they're gonna be cold they're gonna be a little moist and soggy and that they're kind of stuff mushy. right they're always mushy. They're never crunchy. All that kind of stuff. So I wanted to see if you guys had some go-to, like, you're, you, your mental's broken. You're not cooking. You're going to order something on, on an app. What are some of the uh, what are some of the go-to, like, cuisines or types of food that you think travel better than others when it comes to ordering food? I'll go first. Yeah. Uh, Mexican and burritos and just a loaded burrito i've never had a bad burrito really and also yeah ever like every time i've ever ordered a burrito i have been 100 percent satisfied with it and so confident tacos sometimes get mushy for some reason but burritos i don't know why always solid and or i would say probably like general so's chicken but mm. that's kind of a toss-up because even if it if the place has like really good reviews sometimes you'll still get sick and it's just not worth it wait but what do you mean sick like you're getting like food poisoning no just like you eat it and you're like 
I don't feel so good anymore. Like, I just want to lay down. And Bear, lay. How many times a week does that happen to you, man? And okay, you're, sure, and you're, sure okay. you're not like allergic to anything. Yeah, because that does not happen to me, bro. Does that have you? You've never eaten like Chinese and ever felt bad? No, I have for sure, but I don't. Okay. Maybe I'm, I'm not, like, less than five times in my cuisine. life. Like, less yeah, than five yeah, times sure. in my life. Wow. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, Barry. You have bro, a you're, problem, you're, bro. You're, you're allergic to something, bro. Not not like not like you can't breathe allergic, but like your like your stomach can't digest it properly. Like that exists, you know. Maybe it's chicken. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe it are is. You getting, are you getting chicken in your burritos? Sometimes. All right, let's roll that one out. Let's, oh. let's keep going through. Well, it's rice next. <laughs> oh no. no no this is like an on your own time thing. Yeah, yeah, not, okay. we don't have all day here man <laughs> too much. we don't have all day here right. okay and chat right. is saying maybe msg that is something that is very common yeah. in asian dishes i recently bought msg so okay. i could cook off, more authentic asian dishes all the time right i say it happens like maybe 10 percent happened enough that you're bringing it up as a legitimate point against it is alarming to me <laughs> that's what, that's what I'm, I'm saying bro how many times a week do you feel that way after a meal dara uh, zero during the week because I don't order it that much. Okay. All I'm saying is me and Destiny have got okay. You know what? Screw you guys. You know what? Someone else go. No, I, I understand. Uh, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm no, just saying not. there might be more to it. That's all. Yeah. You had your rant. I didn't make fun of you. Now you're making well, fun of me. I'm right. I'm right. Okay. <laughs> all right, Mike. What, what's the play here? Uh, whenever I order, I kind of only order like chicken wings, really, and the rest of the stuff I try to make. But um, I, I think I agree with Barry. I think like Mex Mexican cuisine, I think travels really well. Yeah, uh, tacos may be the one exception, but like you could get like a burrito or a quesadilla or something. I think it always would be good. Mm -hmm. uh, I think most like Asian takeouts, like Korean or like Japanese or Chinese food, are all like pretty good. I really like Indian food, but I don't know, like, I don't know how well it always travels. Like, if it's close, like, the restaurant is, like, physically close to you, I think it's good because then, like, the curry would still be hot and stuff. But, but yeah, I, I'd say one of those three. The, the best one that I've had, um, it has become something that I crave constantly. It's, it's a food that I love eating at, a, at the restaurant, and that's ramen. I love ramen restaurants. There are a lot of good ones in our area. But ordering ramen for delivery banks yeah because they figured it out man they deconstruct your ramen for you <laughs> yeah dude, the way they package it is actually next level i don't think i've ever done it but i've it's like seen so much better it. dude it is op because then it's not nothing is messed up like you just you just heat up the broth in your microwave if it's not warm enough anymore and then you pour it all in a bowl and it's like you're eating it there ramen is the best thing that you could order from from an app and I'm standing by that, okay? Okay, well, I had bad ramen the other day, and I know you guys are going to make fun of me and say, you know, it's just me, but I had bad ramen, no. so... Are you doing okay, man? Do you want to talk about it? What, uh... okay, no, I didn't get I, sick I... from it. It just didn't taste that great. No, oh, dude, I think you're kind of right, Barry. I, I kind of think... Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Wait, he's never heard that before. <laughs> okay, just the thing that makes, like, ordering food go bad is if it's either cold or, like, mushy, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, like... Fries, I think, like, are really bad. And, like, if you get, like, like chicken wings, I'll order anyways. But, like, they're cold. Mm. They suck. Like, right. They, just, they don't reheat that well. Yeah, exactly. No. They don't reheat well. But, like, a burrito, when it's wrapped, it kind of, like, retains its heat. So it's chilling. Like, foods like that. But, like, some, like, Asian foods or whatever, like, if you were to get, like, I don't know. Like, if you were to get, like, fried rice, for example, and it's cold, when you reheat it, the rice is just, like, overcooked. And then it's just, like, way worse. And yep. then, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just tricky because of that. Also, nachos never get nachos. Oh, yes. oh my God. Who would Terrible. think that's If you click idea. nachos on the app, it should ask you, are you sure? If, it hit, <laughs> if, if, it hits, if you hit yes, it should come up with an IQ test. You should have, like, there should be, there should be like, barriers to, uh, to entry on that. Like, yeah, because you uh, have to be, like, drunk, right? Like, you have yeah. to be, yes, like, yeah. not sober to order nachos. And they should be like, look, bro, this is not going to be what you think. Like, yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. If you're drunk, I'll, I'll accept it, but, like, you're not going to feel good about it. No. Yeah. Why can't they make nachos the same way they make ramen? Why can't they deconstruct the nachos and send them to you that way? I think it's the cheese, right? Maybe. Like you have you to have, have like, a good melty cheese that transports. You just, just, just ask them to just give you, like, a tub of queso and just put the rest <laughs> together. <laughs> <You> just, yeah, <laughs> that's what I want anyways. Yeah. Uh, 
That's what I want anyways, is just a tub of queso. I've eaten a lot of queso this week because we we ordered a lot of Mexican. And um, You're a queso main, I think, as well. I love it, man. I just love it so much. Is there anything better than queso? Probably not. I don't think I've ever had bad queso. Like Probably the feeling of your parents being proud of you, I'd say. No, I felt both. Um, and queso is better. Um, I, I haven't been able to compare the two yet, so we'll see. Hey, uh, here's the other thing. Um, I have had bad queso, and it was Chipotle's initial queso was awful. It was really bad. They've since changed it, and it got better. Um didn't they like rebrand their queso or something? They did. It, they, now it's like their queso blanco, like the white queso. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's good. Sometimes it de- it depends like which location you go to as well. Like with chains like that, I've yep. noticed like sometimes the same location will have really good queso, and then sometimes it'll be horrible. I want to guac, guac, guac as well is like really hit or miss. I think depending on the place. I don't like chewy guac. Hmm. Like, if is it's got, like, thing? big chunks of avocado, not a fan. I don't want to, like, chew through it. I just want it to, like, melt in my mouth. I'm not I'm the opposite, but I respect fan. that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just, like, preference. I, I, I'm yeah. not a guac fan, so I don't really... I didn't what? know that chewy queso was, like, a thing. You just don't get it. Yeah, I know. I, I, just said, I just said that to you. I just... Uh, yeah. I'm, agree- I'm agreeing with you, so why are you getting <laughs> hostile over it? All right, Mike, last question for you. Um... This is a question I would much rather be uh, the the gold standard for a, a question we ask guests. How do you like your bacon cooked? Uh, I like it crispy on the edges, and I like to have a little chew in the middle. All right. Oh, I can't do this so anymore. Far. I can't do it anymore. So there should be far. no chew in how your bacon. You, None. Nah, it's crazy. I, I, I no. disagree. That's no how, chew that's at all. Thanks that's for watching. I'm like that. I hate it, man. Thanks for listening. Mama Heist is so much smarter. How did she not imbue that? She doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> no chew at all in bacon, and Mama Heist knows best. Thanks everyone for watching and listening. Make sure you give us a rating on the prediction uh, page. Make sure you're checking out all their other great podcasts as well. And we'll see you next time here for the Backliners. Barry, you know what to do. Bye. Sorry, my throat's giving up. <laughs> <laughs>